0: Welcome, welcome, welcome back to Interscope Voices by NSN DC Baltimore. We are a group of professionals dedicated to excellence. You will hear and meet many sales professionals from a diverse background. We are a podcast dedicated to sales professionals by sales professionals. My name is Asher Somerville, and I will be your moderator and host today and one of the hosts of our NSN DC Baltimore Interscope Voices podcast. In this podcast, you will hear a broad range of topics designed to give you an insight lens into professional sales and access to resources to advance your professional career. Our objective is to give you, the listener, a platform to connect, gain insightful and usable insight between customers' visits to starting your day in sales. Interscope Voices is by NSN DC Baltimore. We're located on multiple platforms. You can definitely find us on LinkedIn at National Sales Network NSN DC Baltimore Instagram at NSN DC Balt Facebook at NSN DC Baltimore Chapter Twitter NSN DC underscore Baltimore Our YouTube channel and NS- National Sales Network DC Baltimore and last but not least our website which is salesnetwork.org backslash DC Baltimore. Today with me, I have our chapter president, Mrs. Jasmine Warren. How are you doing today, Jasmine?
1: I'm doing great. How
0: are you, Ashford? I'm doing fantastic. With these times, I think it's nothing better than to talk about what we have going on right now, which is having a candid conversation about COVID-19 and the sales and how it affects sales professionals and the uncertainties of these times. How do you feel about that, Jasmine?
1: You know... It's a tough time for everybody, and what I found is what that means is something different for everybody, because it's a global pandemic, and and none of us have dealt with anything like this before, and so how we're dealing with it as sales professionals is that we're taking it one day at a time. A lot of us have been displaced or are working differently, but it's a time where we're coming together and being empathetic and just working together to help each other get through
0: it, so one day at a time. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I think uh right now I think the pivot everyone is doing is just being fluid, just being able to adjust to what the new normal is. I think that's a term we've all been um uh, here to listening to. Some some my my colleagues or my colleagues and my family members all said, you know, the new normal. So that's just pretty much it. With that being said, just look at our conversation right now. We were doing this before in person and now we're doing this remotely. So you're on a uh on the phone, uh, I'm on the phone, and we're doing this this way, which I think is beneficial because technology, right, really, right now, has really shown how connected we can be, doing these uncertain uncertain times. So I definitely appreciate that.
1: Yeah, me too, for sure. Almost not only how how connected we can
0: be, but also how connected we're going to have to be. Yeah, and speaking of that, too, how connected we have to be. Um, one of the announcements I want, to like, the everyone to know is NSN is still, innocent chapter DC Baltimore still active. We have week frequent events throughout the month. Um, recently we had a Zoom yoga class last week. I think we had one of the previous two weeks earlier, which is great. Um, we're using a lot of technology features right now to really connect with everyone. So please stay tuned to all the updates and announcements we do have coming up just in regards for our chapter and what's happening nationally. And speaking of nationally, Jasmine, do you want to give us any updates on what's happened with our national um, national um, conference with NSN? Sure. We actually had to
1: cancel the conference this year, of course, because of COVID. But we're super excited because national conference is actually going to be in Washington, D.C. next ooh. year. All right. So yeah. August 11th through the 13th, 2021. It's going to be at the Marriott Marquis in Washington, D.C., so definitely stay connected. If you're not a member yet, make sure that you become one between now and then, because it's going to be a conference like never before, and of course, it is our plan to be chapter of the year
0: there. Yeah, absolutely, and I definitely appreciate us having the opportunity, even though we're not the official host of it, but since that happened in our hometown, I think nothing makes it sound better than bringing in a trophy out of being a chapter of the year in our hometown. So, (laughs) switching. Switching gears, just getting right into the topic, we are definitely talking about COVID-19 and the impact of COVID-19 on sales professionals. Can you speak to that? Yeah, I can. And,
1: and, you know, it, it's it's something, again, none of us have ever dealt with, but we are in a position that we're having to deal with it, and whether that's sales professionals or anyone else. But, you know, I feel like it depends on what you sell and what, envir- what environment you've sold in. And so there's some professionals who sell a product in an in-person manner that have kind of been put on the sidelines for a while just because that in-person engagement isn't necessarily happening. Or if it is, it's at a significantly lower rate. Whereas if you're a salesperson who's worked from inside an office or worked in an area where they need what you offer right now, if it's a solution,
0: I think you hit the nail on the head. I, I know a lot of folks in the past have always thought, you know, uh, we've had the conversation with some of our meetings about tech sales and medical sales and device sales and pharmaceutical sales. But I think that pivot is very um, it's, it's coincidental, as you, as you mentioned earlier, but it just talks to the times of shown how innovative tech really is. Uh, there's multiple video conferencing um, platforms that people have used. But I definitely think that it is, that is something that's going to be happening moving forward. Now, do you feel like this is going to be a trend we'll adapt to moving forward based on numbers and how things are broken down? I
1: think that there's a trend in that how we sell is going to be different. I think that people will always need products. How they get those products may be a little bit different. There will still be an element of in-person, but I think that going forward right now, companies and consumers are all reassessing how they get the things that they need. Just like we heard Amazon grew exponentially, I can't call a number, but Amazon grew a lot recently, and it's just because people have been forced to be at home. And so I think companies are going to be reconsidering how to, how to sell their products. And so I think every company out there is in a place right now where they're looking at how how they're going to continue to move that business forward. And so I think now's the time, if ever before, to be flexible as a sales professional because, again, we've talked about that before, but the definition of economy is the transfer of goods and services. So that's still going to have to happen. But I think one of the best things that sales professionals can do right now is to be agile and flexible and really be willing to be open to different ways of doing things because it may be it
0: may come to the point where we don't really have a choice. Absolutely. I I definitely feel that's going to be key for any success that we do in life moving forward. I think we all have – I I know based on recent trends that we all do have to pivot and be a little bit more fluid. Um, There's no standard way of doing things. Um, Yes, there are still essential businesses that are still operating, but that's just a key factor of going in and having that customer experience, number one. But also substituting that where you know you want something, you know you feel like you need a product, and how can you get that product to you, in this the fastest way to do that. So before associates would sell you that if you went to the store to go buy shoes, um, or you know, I I don't know what else. Let's put outside of food and service industries, but people you always had a human interaction. Now that you don't, you have to always uh, replicate that as seamless as you possibly can between. The computer or computer the screen or the telephone now to the in person um, to read and really see what somebody's buying motives are. So I think you speak very well um, about that topic. Next question I have to for you is: What have you learned about yourself? Um, you know, working or not working in this whole COVID process. You know, examples are you know working remotely from home or working you know remotely. What are what is what has changed for you? What have you learned about yourself?
1: I have learned that be focused to a fault (laughs) call it a good thing call it a bad thing but I definitely can focus when I work from home and the work environment that I have is is different than what it was before my previous role I was in outside sales now I'm going to be inside of an office but of course because of COVID I've been working from home and I've set a structured work day and maybe because of training maybe just because of my natural personality I find that when I'm working in that structured environment, I can actually focus even better than I can when I'm in an, an environment where there's people around just so because I'm naturally sociable and, talk, and talkative, and so I've been able to really focus working from home. So, you know, I've got scheduled breaks so just to get some fresh air, but I found that I can really focus well and be very productive from home, and I, I wouldn't be surprised.
0: No, I definitely agree to that. For me, I like the comfort and the flexibility of being at home, but I also can attest to the fact of being more, I consider myself more productive. For me, I will always take uh, manual notes and say, email this person later, call this person, follow up on this person. Where because my laptop is open down there, right when something needs to get done, I feel I'm that much more efficient now of getting tasks to do. But what I did realize early on in that whole adjustment to home to um, working from home process, because I, kinda of did inside sales, but I never did inside sales from my home environment. That I actually yeah. did need to take yeah. those mental breaks, which I did go outside where the weather was getting better. I didn't yeah. need to go eat. I didn't need to disconnect from my phone and you know, schedule out time and actually have a actually uh my print out my weekly calendar in front of me and just look at it and cross things out where I was spending one hour doing this or 30 minutes doing this or at this time, you know, cold calling. So I agree with you that I work from home or work remotely you can have some pros and cons. And I'm happy you and I both adjust to that but on the other hand what would you say about people who are working from home and don't feel they're more productive or they're just being busier like how would you what recommendations or what tips would you say to those personnels who just feel like they're just being busy and they're not are getting the impact that they wish they were before in person sure you know it's tough
1: because everybody is in a different situation and people who who traditionally sell a product in an in-person way, now working from home, you know, the day-to-day experience for them may be different, but I would just recommend setting, a, setting an agenda for the day, just making sure that they have a clear direction for what they're gonna accomplish in that day. And it could be something that is a development of a skill, more so than selling a specific amount of product. Like if the office or the customer is literally closed right now, there's other things that they can be doing to advance their career, to advance their skill set. So I would say setting some structure to the day whether that including the hours, but also what they're going to accomplish and make sure that they're tangible things that they're going to accomplish each day. That way they can make sure that at the end of the day or at the end of the week, however they want to assess it, they can tell that they actually were productive in a way that, you
0: know, benefited their profession. No, I agree with that. I speaks it's high, very high. Of or It speaks to me directly because for me, I I am a very much a productivity numbers person. Therefore, if I make 100 calls, I'm going to get in contact with, you know, 30 or 45 people and I'm going to close, you know, 10 to 15 of them. And I just I'm just throwing general numbers out there. But I definitely agree with what you're saying about just having a way to assess yourself and seeing what numbers do I need to do to have this kind of outcome. Um, thank you for spe- speaking on that. The next thing that actually is connected to that is how do you feel for people right now who are home working remotely through this whole COVID 19 about reconnecting with old relationships professionally or personally?
1: You know, I think it's a great time to do that. And I'm definitely one who's guilty of having a very packed schedule, non COVID, whether that be work-related, NSN-related, other volunteer roles-related, or soccer, whatever it is, just my natural schedule when we're not at home because of COVID. COVID is very busy, and I haven't done as well as I would have liked in keeping in touch with friends and family. And so one of the kind of highlights, I mean, there's there's not anything good, per se, about this global pandemic, but when you look for the good in any situation, one of those things for me has been, time to connect with family and friends and so we've had um like a, a family zoom where yeah. several of my husband's cousins got on the got on zoom and even with his 93 year old grandmother all on a zoom and it's something that I actually talked to my twin sister about today doing that with our family or side of the family because we're home you know so it's an opportunity where people can connect in a way that is close to personal it's actually it's more personal than not connecting at all and so there's definitely been the opportunity just to have the time to connect more with family. You know, I think that in-person families, you know, it can be tough, you know, it can be a good thing where families become closer or it can be a challenging thing where there sometimes could be tensions raising and maybe somewhere in between. And so it's all, it's all new and different to us and for us. But um I think there's definitely an opportunity to connect in new ways with family that's that's not right there in the same
0: house as you. Great, great, and I I agree with that. Um, for me, we started this with my aunt celebrating her sixtieth birthday. When you talk about personally, and she was her birthday, I think it was almost a month ago. And prior to the month, one of my cousins just sent out the email to everybody's like, "Hey, we don't think this is gonna happen, so we might start putting some alternative plans." And for us, you know, not for us, but our family, milestone birthdays are a big deal. So my mom turned sixty, her sister turned sixty. This is my father's sister. Um, but we always look to have this big grandiose show, you know, extravagant party. And it was just interesting. And the, I spoke to her afterwards because initially I didn't know how to get on zoom or get connected, but then I figured out how to do it. And it was, I was able to see everybody and she said how good it felt to see everybody, how much love she felt. So I think, I don't think, I know it's such a good transition that we're all doing. I know some people are doing the drive-bys. I had a nephew that we actually drove by his home and we know we had banners and that was great. But I definitely think when it comes to personally adjusting and doing these new, uh, adjusting to these new signs by doing the virtual uh, meetings or the virtual calls are great. And I think implementing that to your family is also great. One of the things I want to leave most people with, too, that um, before we get into professional, which I'm going to switch to next by reconnecting, when it comes to prefer, um, personal, when it's talking about working remotely to COVID, I think three things are very important. I and I feel we're going to talk about this more in a future podcast, but I definitely think what you eat, being understanding that you're not moving around and having the right proper things around you, um, how your posture is, um, what kind of exercise you're doing, and making sure you get the proper amount of time to rest, um, doing that process of reconnecting. I think those would be very good. And I want to have, we will have a future podcast covering those subjects, but can we switch gears to reconnecting with old relationship professionally? What would you say? Um, how COVID-19 has helped you reconnect with old relationships professionally. Have you seen an increase in like your LinkedIn connections, emails, phone calls? What have you seen has been a, a, a good reconnecting with old relationships professionally? I've
1: definitely seen a spike in connections. Some of them being old, some of them being new. You know, that's the beauty of technology. Like with LinkedIn, they actually just got a connection request today from someone. And one of the nice things that she did was she added a personal note to the request. And she spoke about how much we have in common and LinkedIn thought it'd be a great idea to connect. And many times I'll accept connections without having a correspondence, but this one I responded, I said, wow, I can see why LinkedIn recommended that because we have several things in our past that are the same, even the same company. I mean, she's wow. in the Midwest and I'm on the East Coast, but I'm surprised that we don't know each other already because of how much we have in common. And I let her know I was super busy right now, but I would love to even connect live. And I don't do that with with, with many people at all that I meet over LinkedIn, just because there's not enough time in the day, or there's not enough of a connection to make that beneficial. But um, with her, it was it was it was very eye opening, and it's and it was pretty cool, you know, because. There's definitely old connections that are happening, just folks checking in, whether that be via LinkedIn or um,
0: actual phone calls or emails, but also lots of new connections as well. I agree. I agree. Um, I know we had our our Zoom or our live um, conversation recently um, through one of our meetings last month or earlier this month in regards of how to, how to use personal messages within reconnecting with LinkedIn. So it was actually ironic that that happened for you because – I applaud that. That was just something that when we had our speaker speak with us about using LinkedIn and using social media platforms to really connect with people, adding that personal touch is there. I've also seen an increase as well myself. It's been more of the, just a request. And sometimes you see the connections, sometimes you don't. But I do agree with that. This new new environment that we're in is reigniting or reestablishing professional relationships we had before in our past. Like one of my old managers, who I didn't think had Facebook just all of a sudden reach out to me and connect with me on Facebook. So here's a 65-year-old. I did, I did, I did. He was cool, but it's just something I just never thought. I started working professionally 15 years ago, and he's just now just up on Facebook. So I guess he's just looking for anybody who has not comment and he's connecting. So I feel that was definitely a great part, and I definitely feel this reconnection is great because it kind of gives you a little bit of nostalgia, but it gives you a chance mm-hmm. to reconnect with people and just see that I would reach back out to people and say, hey, Back when you first gave me this opportunity, really thank you. This is where I am now. I really appreciate what you started for me then. So I think that's very good. So thank you for sharing that. Now, with this being said, I know you talk about connection and reconnecting. How about, what do you think, we're going to switch gears to the next topic or lead into this. What do you think recruiters and companies are looking for in sales candidates right now for people who want to get in sales or people who want to advance their career? During the COVID nineteen pandemic, like, how, what do you feel uh, recruiters are looking for? Part one, and then part two, companies are looking for part uh, part two. You
1: know, it depends on who who you're talking to, and I will definitely say, since becoming chapter president of NSNDC Baltimore, I've had more contact with recruiters and hiring managers, and I would say that recruiters typically are more by the books, meaning still looking for specific experiences just because in many companies they want you to have certain experiences. And, and partially that's just because they, they are the first line of passing that potential candidate to the hiring manager. And so they're oftentimes less willing to go outside of the box if you don't check the box as far as what they're looking for. But I would say that hiring managers and above are more open to looking for a good fit culturally, um, looking for people who are agile and and just have the right energy that would be a positive addition to their team and are willing to be coachable and teachable and learn something new if they have to learn something new. But uh, it definitely depends on who you're talking to because in some cases you would think that there's no flexibility, but in others, if you align well with that company's values or that company's culture, and that person has the, the influence or the the authority to be able to make that call. There's definitely some that are willing to go to to be to overlook some of the things that may be on that list or that job rec that they're wanting. If you bring something strong to the table, that would be a positive addition to their team, and definitely a positive attitude and agility is is top of the top of the list regardless of
0: what that company's culture is i agree i agree i agree with everything you just said i think one thing that you didn't really mention but i feel you kind of did say in a way is just being creative right now i think this whole process that we're all doing is really testing everybody ingenuity and creativity Mm -hmm. and ability for you to really solve problems there's no there's no magic formula right now obviously there's basic criteria there's basic um you know recommendation basic assessments that uh, companies do need as it comes down to recruiters but i think any company will be looking for somebody like hey during this time what were you doing how were you creative how did you make yourself stand apart and with that being said you know did you make a obviously most interviews right now are going virtual as well you know the in-person interview may eventually not come around anymore Who knows? But just the fact that you're willing to be creative and take responsibility or take ownership of what you can do and then making the best out of it, I think that speaks highly to any company. So to uh, add a little something to what you just mentioned, I think that's really great. Um, Last, You know, it's funny that you said that before you go on. Excuse me.
1: I actually was just researching one of the top skills that companies are looking for in, Mm -hmm. in 2020. And Asper, I swear to you, number one
0: on that list of soft skills was creativity. Hmm. I, I just honestly, yeah. I, I was just that was just in my toolbox. I honestly, didn't read that yeah. same interview you read with, but I agree. I've always you're looked honest. at that. Thank you, thank you. I've always looked at that as something that you just have to do in this in in mm-hmm. anything. If you're creative, can you solve problems? Can you add value? That's the main yeah. thing. And at the end of the day, yeah, you can be the top of your class and do all these numbers, but. You have to show me that you know how to solve problems. You got to show me that you are just not a robot out there. Because technically, a lot of these jobs, even with Amazon, you can just go and click. But there's a certain value you feel about solving people's problems that you're like, okay, this is what the value add is there. Um, last question I have for you. Um, can you give the best practices um, during this COVID-19 for sales professionals to make themselves stand out to be creative or to be that value add for a company for, the, for them to be the ideal candidate?
1: I would definitely definitely echo what you just said as far as being creative, but to take that to the next level as it relates to this question is, being creative means take a look at what that company's looking for. Like Many people have asked, how did I make the switch from medical devices to tech sales? It's really important to be, be intentional about what you're doing, though, and that means taking a look to see what that company's looking for. Also, what their culture is, what their challenges are, and then start to dig into that and look at yourself and figure out how you fit into that or what you can bring to the table, what you can add to what they're doing. Because again, just like you said, they're not looking for people who can just check the box because eventually box checkers are going to be replaced by machines. Yeah.
0: Minimizing risk, meaning you know how to take a situation by the horns and figure it out. Yeah, I agree with you 100. All of those. Um, for me, um, I, I appreciate that. I think those are great uh, points to point to emphasize. Just you know, understanding how you can really be an added value overall is going to be great. The last thing I want to say to most people is to kind of just focus on. I call these the uh, the things you can control. Really understanding the piece of the puzzle where you will fit into their puzzle in regards to their new company, your new drive, what your focus is, being intentional and being focused by your intentional. And then also setting a healthy pace, setting a clear expectation of what you know you can do in that time. I mentioned before earlier, making 100 calls. Sometimes that's unrealistic. There are certain days my calls are heavier than others, but definitely adding that structure and being intentional about what my outcome is is always a good thing. Last question I have. Thank you. Last question I have for you before we end the podcast is why NSN doing – uh, why why would you be a member of NSN during COVID-19?
1: I would definitely recommend becoming a member of NSN right now, more so than ever. It's because it gives you, one, the ability to be connected and know what's going on, not just in your space, but beyond your space. It also is in tune with what's going on, and we're very targeted about creating events that, that foster professional development. But also personal wellness, which is why we did yoga last week. Most people would think yoga have nothing to do with sales, but it's about your personal wellness. And if I could just leave a couple of, of tips that speak to that as it relates to COVID is, is with innocent and in general, right now with COVID, it's a time to one, be empathetic because we are all going through this. One one of our members actually made a post about it. Like it's not a time to hold each other other accountable to doing something out yeah, It's the focus of our programming, but there's also free courses where you can do that. Harvard's doing free courses, and my company, Salesforce, offers free courses uh, through Trailhead, and it's things that are
0: in alignment with skills that are in demand right now. So right, that's Beth, what I would say. All right. Thank you so much, uh, pre- current president, Jasmine, for doing that. I appreciate you guys to listen to our podcast. Please stay tuned. We do have upcoming podcasts in the future. Thank you guys very much.
1: All okay. right.